Welcome to Cover 4. If you're a Section 4 football fan, this is your podcast. I'm Coach Smith, and I'll be your host. Welcome to Week 6, the final week of the 2021 Section 4 football spring season. Our guest analyst is Coach Roger Neal, the sports voice of the Southern Tier. And today, during the first quarter, I will be reviewing the upcoming matchups. Then we'll switch into the second quarter, and that's where Roger is going to be giving you an in-depth insight and analysis of the Broome County teams in Section 4. So let's jump right into it. Week six, actually, we've got two games that are, we're recording this on Tuesday, April 20th, and there's actually two games. One probably is over with, that's Unadilla Valley at Morrisville Eaton. That was at 4.30. And Oneana at Norwich, that's at six o'clock. They may still be playing. But as far as the traditional weekend goes, I'll start with the Friday night matchups first. You've got Horseheads at Waverly, and that's at 6 p.m., And Waverly is coming off a week of quarantine, so we're not sure how that's going to affect them going against a a really good team like Horseheads. Next game up is Watkins Glen Odessa Montour is at Tioga. That's at 6 p.m. Groton travels to Bainbridge Guilford. That's at 7 p.m., and that's going to be broadcast on WCDO Radio 100.9 FM in Sydney, and that will be broadcast with Nate Lull. Whitney Point is going to be at Deposit Hancock. That's a 7 p.m. start. Windsor at Bestel, also 7 p.m. start. Union Endicott at Shenango Valley. That's going to be 6.30 p.m. start. And then finishing out Friday night will be Newark Valley at Dryden. That'll be 7 p.m. Moving on to Saturday, Ithaca is going to visit Elmira. That's a 1.30 start. Sydney at Delaware Academy and also known as Delhi. That will be a 1.30 start. Walton will visit Harpersville Afton at 1.30. And Norwich is going to also play on Saturday as well. They're going to be at Binghamton High School at 1.30. And then a game that Roger will go into a little more detail on, Maine Endwell is going to play at Shenango Forks on Saturday at 1.30. And rounding out the games on Saturday, Johnson City is going to be at Susquehanna Valley at 7 p.m. The following teams will have a bye. That's Oneana, Bainbridge Guilford, Owego, and Corning Painted Post. As far as the eight-player division, there's only really two games this weekend. There's one on Friday night. That's Unitigo Franklin at Green. That's a 7 p.m. kickoff. And then Saturday, you have Moravia at Weed Sport. They're out of Section 3. That'll be a 7 p.m. start. All other teams in the eight-player division are at a bye this weekend. In essence, their their season has come to an end. So that completes the first quarter. Now we'll swap ends of the field for the second quarter, and Roger will review the Broome County teams in Section 4. Have at it, Coach. All right, Tim. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, Well, you know, the the season is winding down, and most of us uh, weren't really sure there was going to be a season. A tip of the hat, obviously, to the administrators, the directors of athletics, school superintendents, certainly all the coaches and the players for having to go through so many steps just to be able to get onto the football field, A, to practice, and B, to compete. So we've seen a lot of things. Uh, Unfortunately, again, with a fall season that was not had, uh, schedule was limited to uh, to six games for the most part, but there's still some excitement. And I think uh, what we've seen overall 
is kind of uh, the way the population shift has gone in Broome County and our, our southern tier. The large schools are few and far between now. What we've seen are the vast majority of schools competing in the Class C, D, or eight-man football competitions. And with AA, you've got four schools, A3, and then three at Class B. All the rest, C, D, or eight-man. So what you have is really 10 big schools in AA, A, or B. And then you have um, the others, uh, Class C, 10 teams, nine in D, and then, of course, the eight-man competition, too. So the population shifts, and with that, some of the larger schools also have seen their population shift as well, and with that, going down in classification. But some outstanding seasons, certainly, as we head to the final weekend, and um, I think it's going to be a very interesting wrap-up to this season as we do wind down on Friday and Saturday. As we head into play, unbeaten teams in the area include Corning at 5-0, and also uh, Spencer Bennett and Kander 5-0, and uh, Delhi 4-0, and also Watkins Glen Odessa Montour at 3-0, and and of course, the cream of the crop as I see it in the area, with uh, Main and Will and Shenango Forks both unbeaten, and they will match up, as Tim mentioned, coming up on Saturday afternoon, which should be another showcase between the two really football giants. And again, we say giants not in enrollment because uh, Maine Enwell is a B team, a C team, Shenango Forks, but certainly in stature. What we've seen over the years, Maine Enwell and certainly Forks going way back in their history is it, it doesn't matter what classification. And I thought it was a very interesting comment from Coach Dave Hogan of Forks saying, you know, when they played Binghamton, they look forward to it. Years past, you may say, my goodness, it's a smaller school playing a, a much larger school. But the Forks has been so successful, it doesn't really matter. They'll play C, D, B, AA, and they don't care. They, they just want to take on teams, and they are so good. So uh, that has been a, kind of a shift as far as the enrollment and the classifications. As I said, there are still some unbeaten teams going into the final weekend to play. And uh, it has been, a, indeed, a very interesting season. I find it very noteworthy that the cream of the crop teams like the Forks and Maine Endwell still are, despite all this that has gone on, the teams that are the best going into the last weekend of play, too. So that has certainly been a factor. Uh, a lot of teams, I think, this year have been very evenly matched up, whether that is because of the shortened practice time, a drop in enrollment in some places, whatever it might be. But we've seen an awful lot of parity. A lot of teams are right around the 500 mark, maybe three wins or a couple losses or three losses. And so you've got a whole bunch of teams that are right even with each other. And then some standouts like the ones that I mentioned, the undefeated teams, and certainly the Forks and, and Maine Inwell at the top of the list. So it has been very interesting. And again, as we go to these last games of this season, I can't say regular season. I guess you'd say the irregular season because of what we had to go through. But uh, a tip of the hat to everybody who has gotten it this far, a great experience for the players. And let's hope that as we wind down this spring type season, we'll be able to get back to, to normal come September of this upcoming year, Tim. Yeah, and I think you touched on it right there at the end, Roger. The key is that the student athletes got to play, specifically the seniors. You know, they they got to play some of their last football. Some of them are going to be going on to play at the collegiate level of football, maybe some other sports. Uh, like I said, the coaches got to coach, the parents got to watch. So, you know, one thing my dad told me when I was growing up is don't be 
and it, it, this is a difficult thing right now because it's they're at the end of the season. But later on, you kind of rationalize with this. Don't be sad because the season that we had is over. Be thankful that it happened. And they have some of those memories that you and I talk about in the past. And quite often we talk about that because that's what you really take away from you know, youth sports uh, in general, and even, you know, the, the, your high school years and college years, they're your formative years, but that's where a lot of lifelong memories are made. So sure. that that's uh, really a big thing as well. One thing I want to end the second quarter with is uh, any of you out there listening, or if you want to tell some of your friends that are interested in this, if you're somebody that likes to talk sports, and I mean, any sports, we've got something set up for you. The Greater Binghamton Sports Hall of Fame Museum, which is now located in a beautiful setting at the Oakdale Mall, is hosting talk. It's called Talk in Sports with Roger Neal. Okay, that's going to be April 22nd. That's this Thursday from 3 to 6 p.m. Again, that's at the Greater Binghamton Sports Hall of Fame Museum located at the Oakdale Mall. This is an opportunity you don't want to miss. If you want to talk sports, somebody that's like a walking sports almanac or sports um, trivia uh, person, this is the guy you want to go. Talking sports with Roger Neal. So, Roger, that wraps up the second quarter and takes us into halftime. The Cover 4 podcast is brought to you by TDS Performance Improvement. Almost 50% of first-time leaders fail, often because they lack one or both prerequisites. Most professionals overlook. TDS Performance Improvement asks tough, compelling questions to reveal the necessary training and accelerate your successful transition to leadership. If you desire to be a successful leader, visit tdspi.com. That's tdspi.com. And click on the Let's Have a Conversation button to schedule your free, informative conversation. Welcome to the Games of the Week with Coach Roger Neal. Roger, what are some of the more interesting matchups we can expect in this final week? Well, I think uh, at the top of the list certainly has to be uh, Shenango Forks playing host to Maine and Well. They have emerged as the top teams in the area. And quite frankly, if there were state playoffs, they certainly have the potential to win the state championships at their respective levels. How about this? The Forks and Maine and Will both unbeaten 5-0. and Shenango Forks has scored 202 points and given up just 15. Now, even with the terrible math skills that I have over five games, <laughs> 15 points, that's three points average per game. Lucas Scott heads them, and he is as dominant a player as Section 4 has ever seen. He is a superb athlete and has made his mark defensively, certainly offensively, as it's not uh, rare to see him carrying a couple of defenders another five or ten yards, and it takes a third to finish him off. He has been that dominant, so he has been a key. Michael Mancini certainly has keyed a lot of the offense for the main Enwell Spartans. They had to go to the wire to uh, stay unbeaten going into this last weekend. They beat UE last weekend 28-23, Well, the Forks shot out Vestal 40 to nothing. So I think that is going to be the premier game in the area coming up on Saturday. And uh, as they have squared off in recent years uh, several times, always a big game. But certainly with this pandemic-shortened season, you know, all eyes will be focused, I think, on that and, and what happens there. But that should be one heck of a game. Maine Enwell's put up a ton of points, 252. 
and they've outscored the opponents 252 to 102. So they'll be matching up. And ironically, when the schedule first came out, Norwich was going to be playing Binghamton, uh, but they worked things around so that, uh, well, Norwich now hosts Binghamton. But before that, uh, Binghamton was going to play the Forks, and Emmy was going to be playing Norwich. So the team switched around, and now we'll see that battle for supremacy in the southern tier. Another big game, Delhi playing host to Sydney. Delhi goes in 4-0, Sydney 3-2. Delhi's had a tremendous season, trying to finish unbeaten. And uh, another excellent game should unfold, Class C, Watkins Glen Odessa Montour against Class D, Tioga. The Tigers are 4-1. They fell to Newark Bounty last week, 29-23, so they look to to have a, a, a return to their excellent play in this one. And Watkins got Odessa Montour 3-0. We talked a bit about the eight-man team, Spencer Van Etten, Kander finishing 5-0, and Lansing 4-1 for great seasons there. So still some fine matchups, and it should be an exciting way to bring to the close this pandemic-shortened season of Section 4 football, Tim. I agree with you, Roger. Those are some excellent games to uh, be watching as a, as a fan but also just as somebody that really appreciates the game. And, and it's kind of a, a good way to wrap up this kind of crazy season that we've, we've been going through with some really highly competitive games to end that. So with that, Roger, thank you for everything you've done for uh, the cover Four podcast, being our guest multiple times. We really appreciate that. And hopefully you and I can get behind the mic uh, in future seasons like we we have been in these past seven or eight years, I think it is now, and get out there and actually start calling some games and, and bringing those games to our fans. So thanks again, Roger, and you take care. And you too, and my pleasure. Thank you. It's always fun to talk sports with you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. And remember, tell your friends. Coach Smith says, visit Cover4.com and be the next fan up. In football and life, it's not where we line up, it's where we wind up. Thank you for listening to the Cover 4 Podcast.